I'm Michael Malley, and this is Michael the Storyteller Tells Tales. For decades now, I've identified myself as a Buddhist Christian, and that doesn't make sense to a lot of people. I understand that. Um, people think, well, you know, Christianity is theistic, believing in one God, and uh, Jesus as your Savior, and Buddhism is a non-theistic um, philosophy. Some people don't even consider it a religion. and um, you can look online and people have all sorts of arguments back and forth on all of this. I will toss in one, one word um, or one phrase around this. Uh, I like what one Tibetan Buddhist teacher says. He says, it's not that Buddhists don't believe in God, it's just that we can't talk about it. Um, that's just that particular um, uh, Tibetan Buddhist perspective from that one teacher. Uh, but rather than getting into any sort of debate on any of this and well are you really are you more Buddhist are you more Christian how do you how do you think about this rather than getting into all of that I would just like to share um, a story that might give you some hint or some sense of this this story goes back to the fall of 1995 um, and it was when my Aunt Mary was dying of cancer uh, I was very close with my Aunt Mary. It was my dad's sister. She had lived next door to us for a number of years. Um, she was my godmother. Uh, she and her first husband, my Uncle Dudley, who was my godfather, uh, played a big role in my life. They didn't have children, and they took on all the nephews and nieces, would take us to amusement parks, things like that. Um, I called her Ha Ha for years. I might have been 11 or 12 years old. I was still calling my Aunt Mary ha-ha. And it finally dawned on me, maybe when I was 12 or 13 years old, when I saw her uh, holding another one of the younger children in the family, maybe one of my brother or sister's children, and dancing around the room. And she was singing, a turkey and a straw and a ha-ha-ha-ha, that where that name ha-ha had come from. Um, but this is in 1995. Um, at that point, I'm uh, a young man, and my Uncle Dudley had died many years before, uh, and my Aunt Mary has cancer, and it's clear that she's nearing the end. And we got to a point where my parents were oftentimes at the house, other relatives helping out, and we were on pretty much a 24-hour watch because sometimes Aunt Mary would get up in the night and wander around. We were afraid she might fall downstairs or she would be a little disoriented at times and we were concerned that she might try to get in the car and drive off. Um, she had some level of dementia at that point. And it was about 2 a.m., maybe 3 a.m., I was sitting in her room, sitting by her bedside, and she was sound asleep. And I had read 
in a book called The Tibetan Book of Living and Dying, a few years earlier, I had read of this practice uh, that can be done. It can be a healing practice, but it's oftentimes a practice that's done uh, for those who are dying. It's called the uh, the Pawa practice, P-H-O-W-A, Pawa practice. And, and in this practice, uh, Buddhists will envision a, uh, a bodhisattva. It might be a Valakitshavara, a Padmasambhava, uh, uh, interacting with the dying person. But they say, you know, if you're a Christian, then picture Jesus, or perhaps if you're Catholic, maybe the Virgin Mary or a saint. So I started to do this practice, which I'm about to describe, with my, for my Aunt Mary and with my Aunt Mary, um, though she was not aware that I was doing it. Um, and for her, she's... Uh, Aunt Mary was a Roman Catholic, but I, I pictured Jesus, and, and a Jesus that would look like uh, um, kind of that, that, uh, that European-looking Jesus that, uh, that she certainly grew up with and that I grew up with. And I'll just describe how this works. Um, for the dying person, you picture someone who's appropriate for them. For my Aunt Mary, it was Jesus. And I picture Jesus standing there at the foot of her bed. And I started to envision him smiling down at my aunt. And then from his heart, white light emanating from his heart and washing over my Aunt Mary who was asleep there in the bed. And I imagined any, what we might call sins or bad karma in her is being washed away by that light. And her, enveloped in this light of Christ, my Aunt Mary becoming light itself. And my Aunt Mary, in that form of light, traveling back up those rays of light into the heart of Jesus and Jesus welcoming her with joy, with a smile as Aunt Mary went in the form of light back into the heart of Jesus Christ. And I did this practice again and again. And the Tibetan teacher says, don't, don't just visualize it, just don't just imagine it, but, but know. In this case, know that Jesus is there. Know that he is there at the foot of the bed. Know that he is welcoming Aunt Mary. Know that he is there for her. Know that his heart is opening with light for her, washing over her, that, that her bad karma, her mistakes, her sins are being washed away. Know that she is in the form of light, traveling up to the heart of Jesus. And I imaged this, and I saw this, and I felt this presence of Jesus with my Aunt Mary again and again and again. And I would do this practice many, many times 
in the coming weeks as she was going through this dying process. But I was doing this alone, just Jesus, Aunt Mary, and myself in that bedroom at, I don't know, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And I'm doing this practice. And while I was doing it, I was looking at my Aunt Mary, breathing deeply, very thin with the cancer. She was thin to begin with, but even more so now. And then there must have been a little bit of light in the room, maybe a nightlight on. I glanced back toward the foot of the bed where I had seen Jesus. And I looked back beyond that at the wall. And I mentioned that my Aunt Mary was Roman Catholic. And there on the wall, she had the print of the painting of Jesus of the Sacred Heart. And there is Jesus, his heart wide open, light emanating from his heart, washing over my Aunt Mary and watching over my Aunt Mary. When I saw that painting, goosebumps. <laughs> I just felt goosebumps rising on my arms. And I thought to myself, here I am doing this Tibetan Buddhist practice, this power practice for my aunt. And I've crossed over into the depths of Roman Catholicism. It was as if these different paths up the mountain that are all ascending, that are all heading toward the summit, it was as if these two paths, the path of Tibetan Buddhism and the path of Roman Catholicism, that there was a cross road there. There was a, there was a point at which they crossed and that I, with this power practice with Jesus, with my Aunt Mary, that I had the great blessing of being at that crossroad. It would be a few years later before I would refer to myself as a Buddhist Christian. And some people say to me, well, why don't you just call yourself Buddhist with the Buddhist practices you do? I, it would feel inauthentic. Just as I am both an Irish-American and a Slovak-American, and not just one. I embrace this double belonging. And I realized, not that evening, but sometime later, I realized that that sacred practice That special time in the wee hours with Jesus and Haha ha could not have occurred without Christianity. And it could not 
have occurred without Buddhism. In that practice, they were and are united. And a great gift was given to me as I was able to offer this practice and invite Jesus into the room. And invite my Aunt Mary into light and into the heart of Jesus through the power practice. Storyteller tells tales.